I mean, do we have to talk? I just kind of want to let this roll out. I could out. listen to that forever, really. <laughs> I mean, as far as theme songs go, does it get much better? No. I don't think so. <clears throat> and quintessentially 90s when you watch the video that goes with it as Ooh, well. Oh, yes. yes. This is Get Into Gates. Uh, we are from Get Into Geek, but this is our new show, new channel, and all for the love of Stargate SG-1. Uh, my name is Mitch Lewis. And uh, around the room, so if you haven't heard us on uh, over and Get Into Geek, uh, Maddie, introduce Hello. yourself. Hi, Pitch Maddie. Hi. Beautiful. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a first date. <laughs> it's me. I'm excited too. Uh, I like long uh, walks on the beach, uh, holding hands. <laughs> and Stargate. <laughs> Brendan. At, at the Brendan Gibson. That's what they call me on the streets. <laughs> yes. At all the Comic-Con and conventions. Oh my God, it's at the Brendan Gibson. <laughs> There's a uh, there's, there's a backstory to that you can check out on our Get Into Geek. That's our first plug for our, our, our original channel. And, uh, of course, Reese. Yes, the Flying Gibson here. Welcome, guys. Welcome. <laughs> Playing Welcome. a very important part. Uh, this, yeah, basically is just, for all things, love of uh, Stargate and Stargate SG-1 uh, to kick us all off. We love all things geek. You can find us on getintogeek.com and Get Into Geek, uh, the podcast. We're talking all things movies and TVs, anything that catches our fancy, but... Uh, how did we really get into this? I well, think we all realised that we're just closet geeks. <laughs> <laughs> closet. Really? There's no closet about it, mate. No closet about it. Look at all the t-shirts we're wearing. Yeah, today. loud and proud. Well, I think uh, uh, myself, Rich, and, and you, Brandon, we're all sort of hardcore um, Stargate fans. We've loved it for a long time, and and I think Reese kind of got sick of not being in on the jokes yeah, that a, we were always a, making. There was a lot of Stargate jokes that I just did not get. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I didn't want to miss out anymore. So Mainly I decided... the one was, you can shellcake my name, Ron, whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get yeah, it. No, yeah, no. <laughs> he still doesn't. That's great. So, uh, so what, you decided to bite the bullet and watch him. Yeah. And we thought, well, why the hell not? We'll watch them with you. Yeah. And we're coming up on the 19th year anniversary of, of well, the premiere. Of, what's of... the date today? It's the 27th today. So it's actually today. Oh, is... how convenient. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's almost what? like it was fate. It wasn't I mean, planned it was just all. an organic launch. <laughs> yeah. You know, wow. so we thought, what's. So weird. I mean, it's just a shame that Reese, you didn't figure out that you really wanted to watch it next year yeah. for the 20th anniversary. Mm. Oh, yeah. my bad. My bad. Well, hey, hold on. <laughs> well, well hold I mean, on. we can pack up and leave and we can come back next year. Well, hold on. Hold on. 19 times. Two is thirty-eight. So any you know mm. any star any Stargate fans going to know that thirty-eight is is a pretty it's kind prominent of a big number. deal. That's true. Reese, you'll find that out in about I don't know a couple of months. You'll I'm get, guessing there's thirty-eight days in a year in some world. <laughs> <laughs> there's thirty-six hours in a day in Arbidos. That's right. That's that's different. I guess if you've you've clicked on us, it's because you are a Stargate lover. I can't imagine someone who has never watched it and has never planned on watching it goes, oh, "I'm going to listen to this called Get Into Gate." I mean, if you are, by all means, welcome. You're the awesome. water's warm. I love Come this. on in. I do need some friends. <laughs> you need some real friends. Yeah. So, with, so with Reese in mind, we are going to keep this spoiler free and, and not sort of ruin major plot points. So if you are for, watching for it for the future, first time, yeah, ongoing. Yes, ongoing. we're not yeah. spoilers. We take it episode by episode. Yes, basically. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that episode and then yeah, don't spoil anything, otherwise I will stop right now. Yes. <laughs> so per episode we're going spoiler heavy. We're not gonna yeah. do any non spoilers, we're just going spoilers, mm. but uh yeah, we won't be talking about it. I'm anything not giving Reece. away like the season six finale to Reese or anything like that. Yeah. You know? oh, well, I mean gonna, that, that. I mean that still affects us yeah, all. Don't so. mention the furlings either. Like, <laughs> you don't want to give that away. <laughs> Definitely. So, Stargate <laughs> SG-1, what do we have? Two years after uh, Stargate the movie, directed by uh, Roland Emmerich, who would yeah. go on to deliver us uh, Independence Horrible Day in 96, movies. and unfortunately, Independence Day Resurgence yep. this year in 2016. But um, 
Kicked us off with the uh, the wonderful world that is Stargate 1994. Kurt Russell and uh, James Spader. Uh, an unlikely pairing, you might say, but um, <laughs> you know, having rewatched that movie in the lead up to this, just a, I, I love this movie. I really, really love this movie. Just yeah, the, awesome. the pacing of it, um, just almost how low key it is. It's so well, subtle a with concept. a lot of things. You know, yeah. It's ahead of its time. Well, there's so many conspiracy theories about you know how the pyramids were built, all that ancient Egyptian culture. Yeah. So it's a really cool take on 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 that concept. Yep. You know, which I think is um is really fun. And I think for us, you know, when someone asks us about the the, the pyramids, we're like, well, I mean, I think it's aliens, but uh, that could be heavily <laughs> Stargate inspired. I don't know. Uh, and they're weird pyramid shaped uh, spaceships. Can I make a confession? I remember watching the um, the original Stargate film back when I was maybe ten or eleven or something like that, and it was probably a good five years before I actually got into SG One, and it had been so long since I'd seen the the two sort of back to back. Given that this was, you know, back in the in the mid nineties, the internet wasn't as, you know, you, we want to just go to IMDb and, and look at stuff. I actually thought James Spader and the Daniel Jackson in SG One, Michael Shanks, I thought that was the same actor. Yeah, he did a really good impression, I suppose you would say. Yeah, because mm. you come on, and everyone was just yeah amazed by Michael Shanks's Daniel Jackson. Yeah, it's like I knew at that age, I knew the difference between Kurt Russell and Richard Dean Anderson, but yeah. um, I just thought that the um, Michael Shanks joke, was in the film. That he Dean was Anderson's on. hair would never stand up to. <laughs> 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 Although he could probably MacGyver some. Yeah, hey, there we that go. Was a good, that was a good reference too by Sam Carter in the pilot. We're doing the pilot, right? Yes, we are. Children of the gods. Not the not the best reference by Sam Carter. Just because my reproductive organs are on the inside instead of the outside. Doesn't mean I can't handle whatever you can handle. Bang. Oh, take <laughs> that. This is going to be a lady-friendly show, guys. It's 1996 and we're looking forward. We're forward-thinking. Just so you don't know. I mean, uh, look, equality, was, equality, equality, equality. Oh, but re- they she's really aggressive. punched you in the guts with that about four times yeah. in the final episode. Yeah. I mean, you know, and Carter, like, she's very irritating in this first... Well, not very, but, like, irritating enough, yeah. but not completely that uh, you'd lose all... Yeah, you know, I mean, love she's smoking hot, mm. so give her some leeway. Well, she's also yeah. smoking smart. Come on. Yes. Well, yeah, that's, the, um, that's yeah, but yeah, mainly. Even <laughs> mainly, she's smoking hot. It is a nice little, I guess, introduction for her in terms of it's, it's clear that her backstory is, you know, she's always had to be the token girl, you know, in, yeah. in the in the boys' club. Yeah. So I think, she's yeah, she's already on that. the back foot and she's trying to prove herself, you know, straight up and obviously puts people off. I just been a little upsardy mm. and a little bit, a little bit aggressive, a little bit too aggressive, maybe. Yeah, well, she comes into it pretty quick. Let's let's. I mean, let's start off with the story. As far as you know, the, the movie ends with uh, Jack O'Neill and what was left of his team going back through the Stargate to Earth and leaving Daniel Jackson back on uh, Abydos. He's uh, found himself another smoking hot woman, uh, in my <laughs> opinion. I love the original Shari and <laughs> Not um, Shari. Shadow. Shari. Shari. They changed the. Spelling of the name from the movie to the series, which was odd. Yes, and also and O'Neill as well. Uh, O'Neill was one L yeah. and went to a double L. Um, so just some little <laughs> things. It's almost like it's an mm. Elseworlds, I guess, take on the Stargate movie because you look at uh, the Goa'uld, we, we didn't even know what kind uh, of alien Ra was. Uh, yeah. He looked like a little no. green man. He was, quite unquote, I think, the last of his kind. Yes, he, yeah. his race yeah. was dying and he learned mm. that he could take over a body and he they chose did a say human. Par- they used the word parasite. I'm yeah. going to pick that up. Oh, cool. Um yeah, but only through this, and, and and it does, it definitely does work within the world that was already established in the film. But it is different enough that you know, I mean, they could build a completely different mythology around it. Um, that I mean, the movies could, never would you have. You could touched. say that the the flashback was just of 
Daniel telling the story. Mm. Um, or maybe, you know, when they left Daniel on, on Abydos and went back, they passed through a solar flare and we're just in an alternate universe. That's right? true. Exactly Sorry, right. Reese, yeah. we'll explain that to you at the end of season two. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in the movie, they like you said, they show a little green alien or... And then when the bomb goes off in his face, he kind of mm. goes. Down. Which I heard an interesting. Uh, apparently, there's a fan theory going around that perhaps uh, Ra's previous host was an Asgard. That's what I was. Yeah, it looks. He looks like an Asgard. Mm. That's cool. Which is an interesting little um, tidbit. I don't think from. so. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. a little tease for further on. But yeah, like uh, clearly, it's. I think it's been 12 months. They establish uh, in um, in story that it's been since the uh, since the events of the film, and it basically Cheyenne Mountain, as it's known in the uh, in the series. What was it in the film? Is it Creek um, Mountain Complex. Creek or Mountain, or I think oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. and uh, basically, <laughs> where the just hell got... did I pull that from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they've got Air Force stuff. <laughs> Even I'm surprised that my geek is there. Jeez. They've got um, you know, Air Force military personnel basically acting as, you know, nighttime security in the yeah. gate room. You know, they know nothing's gonna happen. All of a sudden this thing opens up for the first time in twelve months. None of these guys have seen this happen. And the soldiers come out and then clearly their leader because he's wearing a different colored costume. And <laughs> what I, I loved having just watched the movie before I went and watched the pilot episode again was for the longest time throughout the film, Ra and his offsiders, one of them, Jaimon Honsu, and hit one of his early roles, they tried to keep the illusion that they were very much creatures underneath their helmet. Yeah. Sure, they had human bodies, but, uh, you know, I guess for all the their slaves that were at Abydos, they looked like some kind of, you mm, know... They were demigods. Yeah, there was a few different uh, head pieces, wasn't there? Yeah. There well, you, yeah, he had he had lots of different ones. You look so at the credits and Jaimon Honsu plays Anubis, but they never refer to him no, as Anubis in the show. Horus. Oh, either way. Sorry, him and the other guy, but they actually play... Mm. They're named uh, yes. Horus and Anubis. Yes, what become, yeah. and this is, again, not spoiled, because you've already <laughs> met... <laughs> Who is this? These are Egypt- other Egyptian guys like Ra, so... Talk to me, they're guys. Already Talk starting- to me. Pretend I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. The guys about. with the big metal head... We're talking about the film at the moment, so the... the okay. um, we keep lop- switching between the film yeah. and the film. Well, there's an ancient Egyptian god, Horus. He was the, the bird god, so there's Horus, okay. and then Anubis was the coyote. He was represented by a coyote. Okay. Yeah, but the information you lack is, obviously, Anubis comes comes into it later on down the track as his own character. Right, okay. So it's another sort of retconning that they've done, yeah. you know, in terms of um Maybe they're all of just the film to the television the first series. Primes of... Yeah, well mm. I would always look at in the film I would consider the the character who played Anubis sort of the first prime, but obviously yeah. he didn't have the, the well that wasn't established. A lot as of a what thing you yet. would call the Jafar didn't have pouches either. Some of them were covered on the stomach so you could say they have a pouch. In yeah. the film, yeah. 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 And mm. then a lot of the slave kids and whatnot didn't have a pouch like Tilk does. Well, I think in the film they just uh, insinuate that they're all human. They yeah. don't sort of, you know. Definitely. Yeah, I, always one try, of those... I always try to go, well, it, it's definitely the same as the series. They've nailed every plot hole available. No. So <laughs> I always liken it to, um, to Buffy in terms of Buffy had a, had a film that came first that is so different to the TV series, um, that it, but it still takes certain elements from it. And, yep. and continues it along to this. And the series is obviously much more popular than, than the film. And I think in a lot of ways, um, Stargate is the same. Is, is you know, people look at the, the TV series as the as the canon and and, and the the movie was just like that first attempt. And that's like, yeah. no, let's yeah. let's retcon things a little bit, change them around to make it a little bit easier, um, and give us give them some more storylines to um to pursue. I was gonna say before with 
for the longest time in the movie, they try to keep up that illusion. Whereas I think three seconds after they bust through the gate into Cheyenne Mountain, they sort of expose themselves as being, yeah. you know, having yeah. human faces and things and, and quite clearly show that the budget for the TV show is a lot less than the film. <laughs> yes. uh, where they don't have sort of CG helmets that disappear behind their neck. They just no. sort of expose enough. They can sort of have just to look a, over the top yeah. of it. So a couple of mop buckets. Yeah. Just look, yeah. It's like um, Boo in the Monsters, Inc. film, which is in that little monster costume and just sort of yeah. flops open. She's like, hi, I'm Teal. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bit of a nitpick. I don't know if we're doing that in this Ooh, series. Starting early, all right. But yeah, well, it's the, kind of the first scene of the of the show, and it's when um, the sergeant or whatever she is gets taken um, as a possible host, mm. and they hit the alarms and whatnot because Apophis comes in, grabs her, and then the gate shuts down, and then the next shot, the gates open again. So I'm just wondering, oh, is it? How did they dial? Because there's no DHD. Oh, as in how yeah. did Anubis and Teal'c... Apophis. Um, oh, sorry, Apophis and Teal'c redoll the gate to get yeah. back through. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. I never... Because they never showed how they did it. They just went back through and I'm going... I had to rewind them going, did they just go through, like back through an incoming wormhole? Because we've established in the movies, it's you can only travel one way through a wormhole in yeah. this universe. Mm-hmm. And that they didn't have a dialing device in the film either. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. So, so they would have had to, too, could have got, gone up to control, figured <laughs> out how to, um, you know, type a Figured out Gary Jones' password. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Walter was like, this is how you do it, too. I'll show you when you come over. Kittens, oh. one, two, three, four. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they had some of those magic vines from season three or something like that. Yeah. or Probably yeah, just a little true. wrist device or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. But it was a good uh, way, you know, to bring in Jack O'Neill <laughs> back into the uh, back into the fold. Mm. That hey, look, you know, there's only a few people that even know about this and that have faced these threats. You know, to bring him back in and sort of, you know, really, once the movie finishes, that's that's his story, really. But no, 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 this is the sequel to it, really. So he's he's got more story to tell and yeah. and uh, to bring him back into it, and then for him to further the story because he's the only one that knows about Daniel and really what happened, and to you know then take us, the audience even though he's a retired uh, colonel at this stage, they do reinstate him, obviously, as we see in the pilot episode, to go back to Abydos and see how much things have changed there and to reestablish the world and, and expand it from what the movie was, which was one alien, one world that the gate goes to, and you mm. go there and then Daniel Jackson is, you know, some like a, he's essentially the writer. He's there going, oh, no, 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 what you learned in the film, that's not the full story. Here it is and just opens it up mm. for us. So like yeah, you, it was brilliant and it was easy, easy to follow. Yeah. For mm. you, Reese, watching the movie and that being your first foray into the world of Stargate, yeah. did you feel like part of the movie had been betrayed or do you feel like that was a natural progression? Going into things? the series? Yeah. The yeah, I liked it. I liked the fact that they'd obviously learnt more about it um, over that period that we haven't seen. And uh, didn't he, he threw a box of tissues... And then yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought just the comedy like that was 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 brilliant. And um, I mean, obviously With the Neil, yeah, yeah, and obviously the <laughs> have we got that grab? Yeah. This object should now be through the Abydos Stargate. Now what? Now we wait. If Daniel's still around, he'll know what the message means. What if the aliens get it? Well, they could be blowing their noses right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very much a, a much lighter Jack O'Neill to what we saw is uh, as yeah. Kurt Russell's version, yeah. and so. Yeah. Uh, I like I loved Kurt Russell in the movie, but just so much more relatable. Richard well, when you think about in the film, you know, Kurt Russell was this, you know, yeah. borderline suicidal, you know, army colonel yeah. with a, you know, failing marriage and mourning the loss of his son. It's like, well, how do you carry that into a into a TV series yeah. and, and maintain that? And yeah. and having him as as the lead character and the one you you want to follow along, it's like. 
Yeah. I think they had to sort of take a little bit lighter. And I think Richard Richard Dean Anderson himself has has said in interviews, it's like, well, he could never be that serious. So yeah. it's, he he has to play that. Yeah. That's not the Yeah. For the longevity of watching it, you can't just be dealing with that brooding, depressed character because you just. Yeah. Well, is that a few mm. years of retirement to get over it? Not yeah. to get over it, but to deal with Wrong choice of words. Deal with, <laughs> deal with his, his emotions. He lost his wife. Didn't, that didn't phase me. Yeah. So, yeah. He's yeah. happy about that. It was yeah. a nice transition, I thought, because it wasn't like he was immediately jokey. He was just a little bit more lighthearted than the last time mm. we saw him at you know Stargate Command, essentially. Mm. But then he, he reveals that, yeah. well, he came back from that mission and his wife had left him because yeah. she was very distant from him at the start of the film. She, she had no communication with him uh, following the death of their son and their marriage was breaking because of it he clearly just said look I've got to go on to this job he, he probably didn't tell her the story the secret That's side of the film that about it. it was a suicide <laughs> like it was mission going to a different universe yeah. love I'll be back soon yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, she wouldn't have security clearance for that yeah. you know? <laughs> give me a haircut and we're off <laughs> yeah. you know? and he said he got back and, and, and she was gone and so I guess going to the other side of the galaxy and fighting an ancient god essentially uh, an ancient world conqueror and you know, surviving almost a nuclear explosion and preventing the destruction of Earth at the same time, he's probably putting everything into perspective a little bit and thinking, you know what, why the hell was I so serious? And the worst of the worst has happened to me. I've lost a child. Yeah. I'm in retirement now. I'm just looking at the stars, having a few beers, going fishing. I can take things a little well, bit that's, lighter. That's what I took away from it too, is, you know, when you first see uh, Richard Anderson, he's, he's up on the roof of his, of his house with his telescope and he's looking at the stars and mm. I kind of think that's his way of establishing, well, you know... My, my the problems I have are so minuscule compared to what it's actually going out there. He's just come from this planet full of slaves who aren't even allowed to read and write. Mm. So he's sort of I think it's his way of, of he's just he just has that sense of wonder about what else could be out there in the universe. Mm. And as far as he knew, the the Stargate only went to one planet, and he's had his adventure, and that's it. Yeah, and I think that's why he, I think that's a part of why he, he agreed to come back and and talk with them because there was that wonderment of you know what else is out there, what else can mm. I can I see sort of thing. But I mean, this I think it's a nice balancing act too in, in terms of this. Jack O'Neill is still very. I mean, if you compared Jack O'Neill season one to Jack O'Neill season seven or eight, yeah, he's much looser no, later on. Like he gets much happier and. Mu- Whereas there's still there's is still an element of, of drama and seriousness, especially yeah. for these first probably two or three seasons. Yeah. Um before, you know, it starts introducing lighter elements and it's not so melodramatic all the time. Yeah. What else mm. you got? <laughs> what else you got? Yeah, uh, no, just, obviously this is part of this um podcast is having the the uh the contrast of someone who's never seen it before against Yeah, like, I think for nerds. me, I mean, obviously the, the first episode was is all about uh, sort of the information episode, learning about um, you know what, who the characters are and, and what they are, and um, yeah. So I mean, obviously the the, yeah, the it'll gold, get better. The gold is the. Little... Uh, there's an apostrophe in, the, in there. It's pronounced gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's a direct quote as well. So. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting. Uh, it's like, well, this ancient Egyptian alien race. It's like, oh, so that's how you spell it in English. In yeah, that's English, right. There's yeah. got to be an apostrophe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that that was where I was at, just learning all the all the uh, basically all the basics, really. Yeah. Um, so that the gold is is what that that little worm in the stomach. Yep. Mm. Uh, and they take over humans as a host. Correct. And uh, Correct terminology. The, like, <laughs> I'm doing my best, guys. I'm <laughs> getting smarter by host. the minute. <laughs> and um, and Jafar's, I, I, I don't really get that whole... Like, I understand they, they carry the gold, but where does... Like, do they carry that for their whole lives or do they... Yeah. 
they go, it goes into it, mm. and then basically once that matures, it goes to a host, and then yeah, they get so they're, they're one. human incubators basically. Yeah. So for for them to live though, they need to. So say for example, I'm a Jafar, I'm carrying a ghoul, and it comes full term, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it is sure. It might jump out of my stomach and jump into, into your head and take you over as a host. Which okay. means that Jafar, I need to then get another baby ghoul and put it into me, so Otherwise that I can. You'll... Die. Yeah, otherwise I'll okay. die because my immune system, it acts as an immune system and, and gives yeah. them longevity and strength. So okay. I, I need another one. And that gold chooses who it wants to go into or does it just have to pick someone? I think they, Random. they've they eventually evolved so much that they can choose. Yeah. Because that was what the um, his queen was doing. Yeah. Wasn't she? Yeah. I That's why they were kidnapping. Now, now look, Reese, I don't want to disappoint you, but, <laughs> yes. uh, but Stargate from this point onwards is much less sexual. This is the only nudity you're going to see. You're lucky I gave you the DVD because I don't think Stan will have I any quit. bush. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> I was looking for as, it. As, as a matter of fact, um, they um, MGM re-released Children of the Gods as a special edition in 2009 after the show had finished, and they edited out yeah. all the um, all the nudity. Um, well, so no no boobs even. Edited around it all, wow. even even the. <laughs> The quite sort of <laughs> sexual joke. phallic nature of the symbiote crawling up her stomach in between her breasts yeah, right. and all that sort of stuff, all Go cut on. out to be family friendly because the show did take such a a right turn in terms yeah. of none of that. It would have been pretty crazy through. when you're watching it in yeah. 1997. Going, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 oh, I mean, that whole scene, I, I, yeah. it just went on for so long, and the it music did, uh, that went on, mm. just I don't know what instruments were being used to create that score but it was just so creepy and then she's sitting there just sort of oh, like she's so worried where's this I don't want to move because yeah, I don't know where this thing's going to go but that's <laughs> like, the thing it's crawling up her and then it, yeah. starts, it turns back down they and you know she's around. naked and you're like what where does where? it enter? Yeah. And then it's hovering around her belly button. You're like, okay, that's fine. But then she sort of almost signals to the Jafar and they come and flip her over. And then this thing just crawls in the bottom of her back and you're like, oh, no, it's getting bad again. Yeah. And then it just goes into a much friendlier place of the top of her spine. Yeah, that, um, that crunching sound as it yeah, bites yeah. through the spine. And then takes hold of the nervous system. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I like that you, you talk about the Jafar. I like that they're sort of like the midway points between the Gold and everyone else. That as far as everyone else is concerned, at least the, the Gold are hoping they are gods. They want to be seen as gods, all powerful. But then you get into the inner sanctum, and the Jafar, as we've seen this, they're helping Apophis get dressed, and they're you know bringing his mm. weapons to him and things like that, and they're kidnapping mm. hosts for him to give to his queen to choose, but right? it's still also a sense of servitude in it terms is. of these Jafar rely on these um, on these symbiotes to yeah. live. Yeah. If, you know, if they um, if, if they don't have these symbiotes, they, they die off as a race. Mm. But I think as far as they like to, I guess, promote themselves, they could be doing all this by themselves, but they choose not to. Mm. They, they choose to have someone do it, their job for them and things. But, you know, as long as, as far as all the other, you know, plebs and other worlds are concerned, the gold are powerful. You know, they have control over the Stargates. They have magic weapons and stuff. And Well, it's a great social commentary on religion in general, like organized yeah. religion in general, mm. in terms of, you know, elevating yourself and, and keeping others down. If, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, the, yeah. these gods are... They don't pay tax. That's no, they you know it's like they're part of the they're part of the clergy and they've got you know they've got their lowers you know beneath them to yeah. elevate themselves. That so somewhat know the truth, but help spread the lie. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, so I think it's a, it's a great so and that's what Stargate I think has always been great for me is, is the social commentary on on organized religion. Plus, and, and the Egyptology always that's mm, what got me yeah. into it, especially the movie like when you they mm. come out and there's 
the pyramid and the three moons and whatnot. And you're like, wow, this is so awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and then something they obviously got, go on with that. You got alien fighter jets like emerging from a pyramid. Yeah. Just, that's <laughs> like, such a cool imagery. So great. Like, <laughs> oh my God, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they make out the, basically the Stargates are, as they say, like a, a telephone. And yeah, it makes it easier to understand. Yeah, and then you dial. Mm. So yeah, each um, obviously in the movie, you, you know that there's there's one Stargate that you can travel through, uh, and then and it was almost like it was a code rather than a phone number. Then a phone it number, was, yeah. There's what thirty nine symbols or something on the gate, mm. and it's like well, you have to have those seven in the exact right order. Yeah, and that was almost as if a way for the gods to have another secret. It's like well, only they have the knowledge. Yeah. to be able to open up the Stargate. Yeah, because so they, they go to worlds go. and they go. We've been hitting that DHD for um, you know forever and never done anything. It's mm. like well, you have to have a. It's like winning the lotto. You got to really <laughs> put the time and effort in those seven yeah. numbers in one. Yeah, and, and that's that's what he was saying. That how the how the um, I mean the the digital the, the phone numbers for lack of a, a what do they call them? The address. 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 The address. The address. The addresses change based on the coordinates of the planets because they're moving and that sort of thing. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, I thought that was cool that they took that into mm. accountability. Well, and that also helps uh, buy back what was said in the film about how, you know, they've because obviously the US government's had the Stargate for decades mm. yeah. and they've been there just punching in different combinations and not, not had any luck with anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, the, the amount of times, uh, they hide behind the term, uh, stellar drift yeah. in the first couple of seasons. <laughs> Where is, science uh, meets convenience. Yeah. <laughs> there was still a little plot hole because, uh, it was some, I could have gone for it, but then she said something else like, and then he, he said, oh, how come we could call Abydos and he goes, oh, because it was relatively close. Closest mm. one to Earth. Whereas yeah. in the film, it was in a different galaxy. It was, yeah, yeah the, the farthest yeah. point of the known universe yeah. or something like, mm. yeah, it in was the, so um, far away. Yeah, Kalanian or something. Kalium Galaxy or something, yeah. yeah. And you watch that little map, the little tracker they have on the uh, clear pit of perspex in the <laughs> yeah. control room, and the tracker goes all the way over between other stars and stuff. I'm like, how are you even, like, how yeah. do you, how how do do you, you track that? What are you doing? Yeah. How do you Subspace. know that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> where's the camera? Because <laughs> science, guys. Because <laughs> science. Yeah, it makes no sense. And it's in, like, Bits, it's molecular level. Like you shouldn't even be able to trace it, right? Yeah, yeah. It breaks it's down to an. Yeah, even if there was a tracker on you, like that would be yeah. broken down on molecular level as well. Yeah. So they're so. clearly still doing but its they, job. Well, and <laughs> yeah. that's the thing is, is so over time well. they do phase that out. They also phase out the, um, you know, the rough entry. You'll see Reese's, you know, as they're tumbling through the Stargate yeah. and covered yeah. in ice and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. Eventually, that stuff does, just you know, chill out. And it's quite literally just like themselves. walking through a doorway. You know, yeah, they just yeah. step through and step through the other side. Oh, look, we're on another planet. But they also do that from the start of this episode when the gate first opens the whole building's not shaking like in the movie mm. that thing was ready to bring that mountain down still yeah. drift mate yeah. they've, they've... <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like they've got everything bolted down you know mm. Gary Jones is sitting at his desk and his little roller chair is now one that's permanently cemented into the floor <laughs> everything's fine the coffees don't drip you know so yeah. they slowly just make it a little bit easier for them because you can imagine getting six seasons in and they're still falling out of the Stargate covered in <laughs> yeah, ice you're like yeah. why are we even why are we doing this <laughs> this job sucks <laughs> why just put him in one of those big balls and just push them through. <laughs> <and> fine. <laughs> I did love one line in there. Uh, they got a little bit meta, and uh, they were talking about again the um, displacement of stars. What was the what was the term we used? Um, uh, stellar drift. Stellar drift. And they mm. were starting to work Compensating it out. Compensating for stellar drift. Just remember yeah. that phrase. <laughs> and I'll it hides it hides a myriad of sins. Oh, that's what they said in this episode two. Uh, Might have been a different the embarkation room. They call the gate room the embarkation room. Mm. 
That just going, remember, what? remember that. That's a, that's a little um, bonus for yeah. the hundredth uh, episode. So <laughs> yeah. you might need to write that down on a, something you're going to keep for a while. So uh, we'll get to that. We'll be here for a while. Well, I think I don't know whether it was in that room or not, but um, Carter actually said the lines. Um, calculation should spit out new destinations two or three times a month. And I'm like, well, that's, that's convenient because you're yeah. on once a week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no more, no less. Yeah. I'm wondering why we haven't got more teams going through the gate. Yeah. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what a weird choice from Daniel too, towards the end of the film when he decides he's going he's gonna to go back to Earth to sort of find Charay. And he turns, End of the episode, yeah. Yeah, and he turns to turns to Scar and he says, "Okay, I'll be back in one year." Yeah, <laughs> Wait, a year, really? Scar. Yeah. Is that is that just because you've been signed on for a season? Or <laughs> yeah. It's like you really just can take you a year to find <laughs> your missus. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I don't expect her to find her right away. Yeah. Um, look, I've been married for a year now. I think yeah. I want some time off. <laughs> I'll go back check it. Uh, catch so up with Gallant. Steel. That big black guy shaved his head for the role, so he wants to get at least a year out of the contract. <laughs> we need to Actually, that's what I want because they got all their information. About about skater dresses off the cartouche in Abydos. Mm. So they are, oh, yeah, they had a handy cam. Is that what they did? Because then they could I'd, never I'd go say back. So. I'd say yeah, they filled. Well, did. Daniel's also been there for a year, so I, I assume he's probably written some notebook. notes and stuff like that. Yeah. We probably need to do our own separate <laughs> podcast chat just on the <laughs> science of dialing the gate and the combinations and stuff because. Yeah. I don't want to get into it because we could be here for hours, but I'm still not entirely sure how they do that in terms yeah. of things. But we'll get to that at another time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like the um, I like how they made out that Tilk was uh, that's T A L apostrophe C. Correct. <laughs> Again, uh, an alien name that yeah. you know you've got to specify. No, it's got the apostrophe yeah. in it. Uh, I like the way they they made out that yes, he 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 didn't like what he was doing. He was doing it. Because that's what his job is, but you know you could see that he didn't like to do it. He was waiting for an opportunity to get out of it, mm. um, and then yeah, the the whole the, I didn't quite buy that turn the... when he does finally turn at the end. It's something I've it never was... quite entirely bought. Yeah, because yeah. from from this yeah. point we get well, there's obvious there's a reason why. You know why? What is it about him? What's his backstory? Who's he got back at home? Why is this yeah. affecting mm. him? What he's watching now? We like you said, Maddie, you, Brendan, and I have all seen it. But even so, watching rewatching the pilot for this chat, I'm like, it, they do plant the seeds earlier on in the episode for yeah, sure. They do. Mm. He has a lot of longing when he's looks. He's looking mm. and he sees his watch and he's like, "This is not gold te- technology." Yeah. So he's like, "You guys have got something here. Yeah. I can probably work with." Yeah. I I'm probably wonder the if there were you know scenes cut out of him yeah. with his family or, or something, something to sort of. Great. So he's got a family. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's immaculate conception. He's just yeah. He doesn't. He was made from metachlorians. He just popped up and existed. But I, I think Brendan did actually say what saves that is that he says to O'Neill, he goes, "You know what? You're saying the same thing everyone else says." Many have and he could have just that. went bang. You know that could have. Yeah. We've seen executions like that in many movies and TV shows. But he's like gives him a weapon, and says, "But I actually believe that you can." Yeah. Mm. And so it's it's his out basically. Plus, they needed a huge, awesome token black guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, we were, this was the A team twenty years ago. For a reason, we, like it's you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then and you know, minutes later, he he comes up to them and and O'Neill's like, "Come on, let's go." He's like, "I've got nowhere to go." Like yeah. he did that. He wanted to free mm. those people, knowing that yeah. he was now going to be abandoned and he, by those yeah, that he ruled wasn't him. Expecting to be, you know, he delivered sure that own- really well. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but Chris Judge was an ex NFL player. That's where he was before. He was tilled. Oh, so, true. like, he his performance in that episode, I was actually like, wow, mm. that's so awesome. 
he delivered that line. Like, I actually believe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah given, me too. That, given that most for the rest of the season, he's got about four lines for the rest <laughs> yeah, of the season. Yeah, that's it. He's very monosyllabic. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it takes a while for him to actually get good monologues. At the same time, say, I reckon a lot of the times when you see characters like that on screen, and let's say even, you know, Leonard Nimoy or Rosette Quinto in Star Trek, playing a character with no emotions is probably harder than playing a lot of other characters. Because yeah. people just think you're a bad actor because they're saying, oh, he's not emoting. He doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. But then once you understand that's who the character is mm. and he's actually nailing it, yeah. you know, you don't question... It's like I don't Terminator, think... Spock, yep. all that kind of... Yeah. You know, you're like, wow, this is yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, definitely. A um, little point of interest that you were just saying about Daniel and his wife. Did you know Michael Shanks and the actress who played Sharae actually were together in real life? Really? Well, they got together in real life and were together for, for a number of years. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah. Because he's married to uh, Alexa Doig. Yeah, Alexa Doig. Who came in as the doctor later. Spoilers. Come on, man. Great. There's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's getting around. But Well, well, I mean, he, he, he was with um, uh, Viter Bandera. I'm murdering her name. That's the actress who played Sharae. Yeah. Um, so they were together. They never got married, I think, but they did have a child. Right. So I'm just wondering if that kid is actually Harcesis. Oh, yes! no! Sorry, Reese. <laughs> Why am I even here? <laughs> you came here to get the in jokes, and we're throwing more in jokes at you. Well, and, a... and jokes you're not going to get for months and months. But when yep. I go back and listen to these podcasts, yeah. 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 So, Reese, what are what are your predictions? Are we are we going to find Sharae? Are we going to find Scara? Like, what's... yeah, I mean, it's obviously they've left it wide open to have a, a storyline in the future because we, you know, they escaped through the gate. And we didn't see him from then on, but um, yeah, I mean, the way I see it is, is they can um, go through the the seasons, have their own individual stories here and there, and then get back to it to tie it all in or to tie the seasons in, possibly. And um, yeah, I mean, they've left it wide open. So mm. well, it's, it's like they they have now assigned. You know, Daniel's got his arc. Is he's trying to find his wife. Jack's yeah. trying to find Scara. Tilk's, you know, well, it's still a little bit murky. I won't give away what his sort of mm. overall arc is. But, but in some ways, he's a bit like home. he's a bit like Chewbacca to O'Neill's Han Solo. Like he feels a a, a, a lifelong connection. You've you seen that is a good reference. And as a the as Han a TV Solo. show, I guess you look back on it, Reese. Like this is mid nineties. Like the quality of what we saw because this is a pretty yeah. like expansive sort of episode. Like they go to one planet, come back to Earth, go to another planet. They have a lot of battles. There's you know, like, like you said, there's, there's uh, alien spacecraft. There's ground ba- uh, battles. Watching it now, I guess, even though you don't have any previous, I guess, nostalgia, but looking back on it as a show from the 90s, do you see past all that? Do you like it? Because I, I used to look at it and go, geez, this was a good episode of TV. It's a great yeah. episode of TV, regardless of it being 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I took into account the fact that it was an old an, an, an old series and you got to expect that type of thing. But um, but yeah, watching it, um, you know, knowing that it is yeah, still a great episode and, and you do get caught up in the emotion of it and the mm. and uh, that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it like that. And, uh, you know, I wasn't looking at it going, oh, well, this is bullshit. You know, it's not like playing old computer games. It's not like playing, you know, GTA Vice City after you've just played I've got a great game for you in terms of watching the episodes. And this is something, you, uh, Mitch and Brennan, you guys can do as well. It's a bit of a drinking game. Uh, it's, it's the <laughs> Go on. It's, Go it's, on. <laughs> not, not that Brendan needs a, an excuse to drink. But, uh, Every time you watch an episode, the, drink a well, bottle no, of bourbon. <laughs> he does that, not just for Star Wars. No wonder you said yes to the podcast. Yeah. I'm in. Although it's... 
It's what I like to call the stock footage drinking game. <laughs> so anytime you see a piece of stock footage reused, drink. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a shot during the final battle. You'll see that when the gliders are doing their sort of bombing run as they're, as they're running away. Yep. And there's a shot of like um, the blaster on the glider opening up and sort of um, electrifying. Yeah. Mate, you will see that <laughs> a lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, uh, when when you will see an establishing shot of the of Cheyenne Mountain, the base, and there's oh, just yeah. this one car that's constantly <laughs> driving in. Same fucking car. And, <laughs> and you will no, in, no. you will intimately know that big four foot thick concrete door that closes up when they freak out. <laughs> Mate, you are going to see them quite a bit over the next few years. So they freak out a lot. Great. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Now to end this chat off, I'll go back to the end of the episode. What I think was this episode. Did it actually finish with O'Neill? Like he's just walked back into the base. They've just survived a bombing run from alien spacecraft. They've brought along a weird alien who was only eight minutes ago working for the bad guy, and <laughs> yeah. he says, "General Hammond, this is Teok. Can help us. You know what he is? Yes, sir, I do. He's the man who saved our lives. And if you accept my recommendation, sir, he'll join SG One." That decision may not be up to you. <laughs> Shut up! It's Richard Dean Anderson. You listen to him. Yeah, I'm an decision. executive producer of this show, mother. <laughs> Still making money. Yeah. Even making free money off us because we're not giving him anything because we're not getting paid anything. But good recommendations from Jack O'Neill Tilk. Um, hopefully sticking around they for the rest made of the fast season. friends, didn't they? Like those two are just suddenly besties. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's not uh, forget there were two aliens that came through that gate. One was in Kowalski's neck. Oh, yeah. yes. Cliffhanger episode. Eyes Before we, I assume we're wrapping up, I just had a few trivia things that I only just picked up after the 15th time of watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Fred, as it was known, they put all their shit on it and wheel it through the gate, you know, the... Oh, instead of the, the mouth. big wheels, yeah. Ah. It's, uh, it was, it's called the Fred. I'm going, what the hell oh, is that? Oh, that's a phrase my mum used to use when she first started using computers. Wow. F***ing ridiculous electronic device. <laughs> <laughs> according to this, according to Wikipedia or whatever, it was a field remote expeditionary device. Oh, I like my mum's version better. Yeah, that <laughs> is. <laughs> and then obviously gets upgraded to the MALP later with MALP telemetry. Which is the and I never I just thought it was a nothing. I even tried to look it up back. Uh, in the day. Mobile Armored Laboratory Platform, I believe, is Mount. It just reminds and me the Mobile Analytic Laboratory oh. Probe. Oh, there you go. Just reminds me of the first episode of Shield for anyone who watched it, and they said, you know, what is Shield? And and he goes, oh, the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They go, what does it mean to you? He goes. That someone really wanted us to be called Shield. Yeah. <laughs> someone really wanted to name that yeah. thing Fred. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Give us an E word. We need an E word, guys. <laughs> Exploration. Bang. Good. You can go home, Jensen. <laughs> Have an early mark. What else you got? No, I just had another Nick pick. Why the f was Sharae, like when they were in the room with all the possible hosts, she was all dolled up. And then she was just laying sprawled out sexily on the fainting bed. I'm like, you want to look like a dirty hoe. You don't want to be selected. <laughs> what are you doing? You're advertising yourself. Like she's like, yeah, come and get me, Gwold. Put, put your worm in me. <laughs> yeah, that's, Jesus. that's the actress going, oh, I want to be in character, but I also want to get another job after yeah, this. That's it. <laughs> that's all I'm going to thank Shanksy. I'll be around for a yeah. while. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. Get into Gate. That's episode one, Children of the Gods. So we will be back this time next week with uh, episode two, The Enemy Within, uh, teased wonderfully by you, Reese, with uh, the alien gold mm. inside Kowalski. Kowalski. I remember so, uh, him because the Australian swimmer. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, Charlie Bailey Gates. That always used to... <laughs> Always used to lose to Kieran Perkins, I mean. Yep. Daniel Kowalski. Uh, yeah. There's a reason we don't remember. Does not ring a bell. <laughs> Does not ring a bell at all. Always, Sorry if you're listening, Kowalski. I always remember the guy that comes second. He never got a wee big deal. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> we'll be back this time next week, episode two, as I said. Otherwise, you can check out our Get Into Geeks main channel on um, iTunes and SoundCloud or on getintogeek.com, which you can find all of our Get Into Geek stuff as well. You can drop us a line at Get Into Geek on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and uh, getintogeek at gmail.com. But yeah, uh, this if you've got is the any home. specific questions yes. for episodes as we're going through you know mm. if you want to ask us about an episode coming up yep please shoot us through a message and um and we'll see if we can get to it during uh during the episode yeah definitely watch along with us so uh one episode a week a chat a week are we and... gonna do ratings on these or not no don't bother the whole series is 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to say that <laughs> it's a good start it's a good tea stick with us because this season of getting the gate just as good, if not better, than the show SG1. <laughs> Maddie, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, sir. Brendan, the yeah. other, uh, the third uh, Stargate love in the room. And Reese, I take this means you are sticking around. I can't make it next week, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here. Everything hinges on you. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to watch the whole series. Because so. it's good, because you can rain us in. Guys, I don't know what the f- you're talking about. Come back, so it's good for Oh, I'm good for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do us. Get into Gate, episode two, next week. Getintogeek.com.